informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. After we showed him all the information, he informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth and afterwards he took off his own belt and bound his hands, laid on the ground and scooted out near the side of the road where somebody could see him and waited. He admitted that he fabricated the story because he didn't want to go to work. 19-year-old goes through all that to pretend he was kidnapped so he wouldn't have to go to work. I need to know what job he was avoiding. (laughs) That has to be a part of this conversation. No kidding. No kidding. Somebody's got to get more details on this. What was your job? If it's fairly mundane, like, yeah, I work at Staples. Don't fake your own kidnapping. To avoid stocking shelves at Staples. It better Just be a pretty awful got a joke. fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the age of COVID. Holy crap. Say you got a fever and uh, your friend has COVID and you're worried. Done. You didn't have to scoot across the highway with your hands bound or anything. <laughs> like a dog with an itchy hiney. <laughs> You know, I, I, as you were as we were playing that tape, I was I was hit with this wave of guilt and regret. I was reminded of that kidnapping story out of what was it like Pet, Petaluma, California? It was Vallejo, Vallejo, California. Yeah. Where the, this couple had the m- most ridiculous, obviously fake, ridiculous kidnapping story I've ever heard. They were obviously just trying, oh, and we it all m- turned out to be true. We mocked and laughed about oh. that for days. Oh. And it was all true. And it turned out to be completely true. The kidnapper was just, you know, way crazy. Yeah. And so he did way crazy stuff that nobody would ever do. Because he was going to oh. kill her or something unless they gave like $2,650 or something. They requested <laughs> I don't remember what it was. The, an amount of money that was just below whatever the threshold be, would be for to like trigger the bank's response or something like that. But it was a, a low enough amount. They were like, what are they buying? A used car? What, what, what are well, they doing yeah. with this ransom? Well, our well, guess was that they, they had a bill due. And yeah. Just, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I wish it hadn't aired, and I apologize for it uh, categorically. But this guy, the police know he was faking it. He put the bandana in his mouth. He, he tied said, the belt around his own. He hands. admitted, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying yeah, to get you out got of me. You got me. Dang it! Good, good plan there. I'll bet you're a great employee. <laughs> <laughs> and if faking up this dangerous felony had worked, I'd have. Uh, been able to be out of work for a day <laughs> for a whole day Damn it. but you wasted your day bound by the side of the freeway you didn't even do it's not ferris bueller's day off right you didn't jump on a parade float and start dancing and singing the beatles well so you now wait a minute gagged yourself that's a great point sean so did he like he hit four o'clock in the afternoon he'd been playing golf he'd been drinking all day and he realized oh crap i was on the schedule for today and he like faked the the kidnapping in retrospect or, or retroactively? I'm thinking the kind of guy who does this, they didn't miss him that much at work. Right. <laughs> like the kidnapper we were discussing, a guy who did this trying to rationally explain his strategy is a waste of time. Yeah, well, what was your when the next time you wanted a day off? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, fake up an elephant trampling? <laughs> Some deep fake beheading video. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Can't no. come into work. I got beheaded. That's a good one. Um, that is absolutely hilarious. And you didn't think. So he didn't just pretend to be abducted. He actually got himself tied up alongside the road. Did he think there wasn't going to be a hell of a lot of paperwork and questioning and like it would be a real pain in the ass to follow through with the whole I got kidnapped thing? 
I mean, this well, is going to occupy a lot of your time. Again, to the bottom line, yeah, I sure showed them. <laughs> they think I'm kidnapped. Here I am laying by the side of the road. Boy, another hour's gone by, but this is a great scheme. <laughs> Old Billy Big Brain strikes again. <laughs> Always two steps ahead. Did he think? I don't. I can't even imagine what he was thinking. The police would just untie him and say, well, too bad about that kidnapping. Yeah, that was something anyway. I'm going to go in and play video games. It's going to be paperwork of some sort. Yeah, unbelievable. A Dominican-American Bronx teacher, one year away from retirement, says she was fired after refusing to participate in the Wakanda Forever salute to black power. Stay with us for that. Uh, all, you know, all political talk shows are into politics, but we're into governance as much as we are into politics. Just good policy, that sort of thing. And I think this is a good idea. The Treasury Department announced today it will make targeted change, changes to the Paycheck Protection Program, the pandemic relief loans, in an attempt to direct more of the funding towards small, small businesses. What they're going to do is carve out two weeks where any business with more than 20 employees will be shut out of uh, applying. It's just the the teeny tiny American businesses, which is the backbone of the economy, that will be able to um, apply. Well, my, my buddy who runs a business, he's always given me the, uh, the on-the-ground update on applying for this stuff, and it has been a nightmare for him. And he's a, well, Tim and his son, so I think it's two entire employees. Mm. But it's just been a nightmare to try to get anything, to get to even get through like his 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 trying to apply because the uh, this is in California for the state version, but the uh, the website kept crashing. So he'd try a different phone or a different computer or a different laptop or an iPad because everything crashed. Thinking maybe you know maybe if I try this it'll work. Maybe if I try it two o'clock in the morning, set your alarm and get up in the middle of the night and see if you can fill it up. Fill out the paperwork that takes forever and then it just crashes and disappears. So you start over again. How maddening would that be? Yeah. Well, you hear politicians talk about, and here's our new stimulus plan where we're going to send money. No, you're not sending money to anybody. I haven't gotten the last one yet. Yeah. Yeah. So the program uh, also drew controversy. We we reported on this uh, for its exceptionally broad eligibility requirements, which allowed publicly traded companies with billions of dollars in the bank, fast food restaurants, and an array of questionably small or otherwise wealthy businesses to benefit from funding uh, and aside from shutting out the larger firm's Treasury Department announced Monday it will permanently change the loan calculation formula. It applies to independent contractors such as Uber drivers and real estate agents, some of whom received minuscule sums of money under the earlier rules. Uh, of course, keeping in mind that uh, earlier today we were playing tapes from Scott Gottlieb and uh, Dr. Fauci and others saying that we may be out of the woods by April. Right. Beginning of April. So who knows if any of this will even be necessary. I don't know. I would love to see all those small. I, I want to see every ice cream shop in America just bursting with people grabbing a cone. You know, all the restaurants, just all of it. It's got to be open. We got a number of people commenting on the new digital version of sports memorabilia. Uh, this this, is, this will come for other areas of life too. It just currently has gotten the the foothold with with the sports cards. Uh, I want to hear you explain that. Um, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's <laughs> well, terrible. Okay, don't stay tuned. Tune out. It's it's <laughs> damned interesting. Any discussion of it should be damned. I mean, it's just. It does sound like the sort of person like like if you have a bunch of these, you're probably pretending to be kidnapped alongside the road to get out of work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're that kind of guy. Exactly. (laughs) More on that on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. He informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. After we showed him all the information, he informed us that he, at first, stuffed a bandana in his mouth, and afterwards, he took off his own belt and bound his hands, laid on the ground and scooted out near the side of the road where somebody could see him and waited. He admitted that he fabricated the story because he didn't want to go to work. Yeah, so we felt like we needed to revisit this story. I've dug up a few more details. It's pretty interesting. A 19-year-old man who faked his own kidnapping to get out of work. The Casa Grande Dispatch in Arizona reported at around 5.25 p.m. last week that police say they found a 19-year-old Brandon Souls near the water tower with his hands behind his back and a bandana stuffed in his mouth. So far, just a fantastic one. Souls told police that he was kidnapped by two masked men. He says the men knocked him unconscious and drove him around in a vehicle before leaving him by the water tower. Let's drive him around for a while. I like show him, show him the sights. I like numbnuts who have the um, TV version of being knocked unconscious. Or you just, you know, you hit somebody on the head and they pass out and then they come to and kind of rub their head a little and then everything's fine. Which is right. not really the way being knocked unconscious works, I don't think. I think you take a horrible blow to the head if you're knocked completely out, and you might be out for a minute, or you might be out for the rest of your life, and there's no way to judge that. It's not like on TV where you can just hit everybody just the right way so they stay asleep for however long you need. And you never cave in anybody's skull. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're they're just fine afterwards. Uh, Detectives conducted an investigation that found no evidence that a kidnapping or assault had occurred. Officers say when they looked at the surveillance video to corroborate his story of him being hit over the head and stuffed in his car in front of his home, they saw no signs of this, uh, uh, any of his story being true. He also alleged the kidnapping occurred because of a large amount of money his father had hidden around town, which was also fabricated. Oh, boy. (laughs) He, he, He was really watching a lot of Scooby-Doo. Wow. Yeah, my rich dad hid money all over town. They want me to lead him to it, so they drove me around for a while. So they knocked me unconscious and then left me by the water tower. Uh, how are you going to lead him to the money if you're unconscious? I don't know. Don't! Uh, <laughs> he was arrested February 17th for false reporting to police. Officers say Souls admitted that he made up the story as an excuse to get out of work during an interview. Coolidge police say Souls was fired from his job at the tire factory. And he has, he has been fired. Mm. Hey, Souls, you're fired. For what? <laughs> yeah, for what? You know, because I'm whatever You've always is. had it out for me. <laughs> You've never liked yeah. me. This place is so unfair. <laughs> well, that's our Jussie Smollett Award oh, for today. Well, that reminds me. We, have a, we, can, we can give away a Gavi at some point. Maybe not today. Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. But we have a, a really good Gavi uh, nominee for the first time in weeks for a Gavin Newsom award for hypocrisy during the COVID. Cool. Probably ought to give it away quickly before the COVID's gone. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Which um, we're going to talk a little more about COVID and China and a bunch of different things. We'll play some clips from Matt Pottinger, who was on Face the Nation. It was the best interview I saw all weekend. We'll do that in here about uh, 10 minutes or so. He is the former Deputy National Security Advisor to Trump, but man, he's got some. Uh, not kind things to say about the WHO, and neither does Scott Gottlieb in the Wall Street Journal today, who says China 
And even worse, the W. You expect China to lie to us, but you don't expect the World Health Organization to lie to us. And it's just as plain as anything could be at this point. But how oh, yeah. China got them to do it, that story is worth hearing. So stay tuned. Yeah, gratifying to hear him getting called out good and loud, too. Indeed. We mentioned a little bit ago this idea of digital trading cards. Oh, my headache's back. <laughs> it's hard to wrap your head around what's actually going on here. So it's People kind of, are getting stolen from. That's not hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> so they have these little uh, sports highlights clips. And you can get an original... What does that even mean? You can get a little highlights clip that comes from this particular company called NBA Top Shot. And you get one, and it's got a serial number, and there's a limited number of them. And you can buy them, and then in theory they will increase in value because there's a limited number of... LeBron James dunking on James Harden. Uh, and you've got, you know, I've got number f- 500 of this. And people are buying these. They're a little video clip. And they're comparing it to, like, collecting baseball cards, which is just a picture printed on a piece of paper. Um, it's it's nothing. and But a particular company, like Topps, one of the, the 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 main baseball card companies in the world, um, they would print out these and they would have a limited number of them, and people would collect them and trade them, and they would go up in value. And they're saying the same thing is going to happen for these little video clips. Mark Cuban, a billionaire and the owner of an NBA team, has uh, made a few purchases himself. A whole bunch of people have made purchases. Almost fifty-four million dollars in the last week. There have been seventeen million dollars worth of these purchased in the last twenty-four hours. It is my point of view that no one will ever sell one of these for a profit. It's from already... now until the end of time, so help me God. Amen. Uh, On the it... other hand, they've already sold, you know, 50 times more of these than I will ever see money in my lifetime. So, so that is one weakness in my argument. Most of those transactions are from person to person, right? They are not buying these things for six figures from the Top Shot company. Oh. The Top Shot company releases these in kind of uh, in pack drops, similar to baseball cards. There are a limited number of packs. If you can get in on those number of packs, you get a pretty cheap discount or whatever. And then all of these individual moment transactions are happening from person to person, as far as I understand. Uh, they're called moments. That's what you call them instead yeah. of cards, moments. And somebody purchased a LeBron James moment for $100,000 from somebody else who had bought it from who knows how much. Or opened you know. it in a $10 pack or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um I don't know. We got a number of texts about this. Uh, for instance, uh, somebody used an example of. Well, I'll, I'll read the actual text. Why would I? Why would I characterize it? Maybe I, I can get a video of Luel Cinder dunking over Tom Borwinkle in 1966. <laughs> a 2,500-year-old original Greek crater vase is worth a hundred thousand dollars. I'll take this person's word for it. A okay. new a new replica, probably get one from Pottery Barn, is worth a hundred bucks. It's a similar similar sort of thing, I guess. Ish, I don't know. I mean, rarity, scarcity—it's right. all about that, right? Because you can get one, and then and then and the new vase looks exactly like the original Greek, and might even be better by any way that you would measure a vase. Yeah, so sure. all the value is in is kind of in your mind. Yeah, but haven't we all? And maybe maybe there's no need to explain this. If it's universal, we just have to accept it's true. If I have an original oil painting, okay, it's worth a certain amount. I'm really excited to own it. If if that artist then does a limited edition of 250 prints, 
I'm less excited about that, and I'm rubbing my chin thinking, how much money am I going to pay for a print of something? And then if it's just a poster that I get down at the, the uh, what's that uh, the store in the back when malls existed? Like Spencer's? That Spencer's, yeah. I go down to Spencer's God, and I, I buy a... I Spencer's as a kid. Oh, everybody does. Uh, a, a poster of it. I'm even less excited than that. Hell, I'll throw it away when I move. Well, it might be a better example of this stuff all being in your mind as to why um, this might work. Um, I could sell you a guitar or, you know, put a guitar on the market that was played by Eric Clapton and, you know, whatever concert, and it'd be worth X number of dollars. Then I could tell the person after they bought it and they held it and they enjoyed it and loved it. And, oh, my God, this is cool. Showed it to the friend and say, that wasn't played by Eric Clapton. That's a different guitar. Or then, it was a plumber by the name Eric Clapton. It's exactly, it was in Nebraska. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Yes. It's exactly the same thing. Everything else was in your mind. It was all imaginary. And yet, if that sentiment is universal, you can't ignore it. Right. right. So if everybody says, wow, he's got one of only a hundred of these LeBron James moment the, clips, the official clips. Digital things are things, I think, is the biggest hurdle that a lot of people need to get over on this. Maybe if you're younger than our age, it sinks into your brain in a different way. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're just looking for an excuse to excuse them for stealing from people. <laughs> Be interesting. I'm buying a damn video clip. <laughs> what? and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, I was able to call doctors on the ground in China in late January, and they were already telling me, look, this thing spreads asymptomatically. Half of the cases or more are asymptomatic. That was a different story from what the Chinese government was telling. Yeah, that's Matt Pottinger, former Deputy National Security Advisor. The most interesting interview I saw over the weekend came at the end of a face a nation after a bunch of boring, pointless interviews that were about, you know, R versus D and... Ugh. The usual crap that everybody talks about, but this is pretty interesting stuff about the beginning of the uh, the virus and China and dealing with the WHO. He goes more on both of those points. The uh, the Chinese government was not sharing useful data with anyone in the world. The World Health Organization was parroting misinformation about this virus. That they were they were claiming that it is not. Uh, 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 featuring significant human-to-human spread. Uh, they continued for weeks, even months, uh, to claim that there was not a significant amount of asymptomatic spread. So that misled our uh, public health experts. I had covered the, the SARS epidemic back in 2003 when I was living in China, writing for the Wall Street Journal. So I dusted off some of my old contacts and uh, talked to Chinese doctors who had firsthand information about this pandemic. And they were very open. They said, yeah, this thing is not going to be like SARS 2003. It's going to be like the 1918 flu pandemic uh, because it's spreading silently. God dang it. So uh, today is the day we hit 500,000 people dying of COVID in America, in the United States. The worldwide toll is, you know, is what it is, millions. And uh, trillions and trillions of dollars that have been spent Uh. around the world. Unspeakable damage to the youngsters being kept isolated away from school. And freaking China kept it a secret from us that this was being spread asymptomatically, which would have changed every country in the world's response, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what's incredibly frustrating, given the fact that we're talking about an, an evil regime bent on world domination, is if you could go in somehow, you know those little maps of people's brain where the, the section of your brain lights up when you're thinking about this? If we could go in and somehow, like, numb the section of journalists' brain and politicians that thinks about Donald Trump, if we could remove Trump and him blaming China, there would be universal worldwide agreement that China must be held to account, with the exception of, you know, like the WHO and the other t- t- running dogs that are under China's influence. But it the, the case is so incredibly strong that they were just evil. More on that and the WHO going along with this from today's Wall Street Journal. Scott Gottlieb decided to write an opinion piece because he was so shocked last week when the World Health Organization said, quote, it's possible that a frozen carcass could have been shipped to China introducing the virus. Bullshit. He, he was shocked by that because the Chinese government put out this red herring, if you'll pardon the expression, yeah. um, uh, last year that, uh, how do you know it came from us? Uh, we think some other country shipped some frozen food to us that had the coronavirus in it. And everybody around the world dismissed that as, are you crazy? No, that's not it. And last week, the WHO, as part of their results of a multi-month investigation in China, said, among the possibilities is the whole frozen food thing. So Scott Gottlieb wrote a piece today to say, um, reporting has suggested that China required the WHO to agree it would investigate the food hypothesis as a conditioning of entering Wuhan. To get in, they had to agree that they would put forward the possibility that it was frozen food that started this whole thing. As Scott Gottlieb says, this is a Rhodes trust in the WHO. I don't know who has trust in them. I have zero trust in anything they say. Well, the, and, and both sides of that are rotten. Who would ever make that demand if you believe that to be the case? An independent investigation would get there. And who would accept a demand like that? As to the credibility of that fanciful tale the u.s food and drug administration last week we pushed back there is no credible evidence of food or food packaging associated with or as a likely source of viral transmission other scientific bodies have reached similar conclusions the international commission on microbiological specifications for foods has stated despite the billions of meals and food packages handled since the beginning of the pandemic to date there has not been any evidence that food, food packaging, or food handling is a source of transmission route. More than 100 million COVID cases have been diagnosed worldwide, and not a single case has been traced to food or food packaging. And otherwise, but still, as, you must investigate that possibility. In other words, it would seem like it's impossible for it to spread that way. But the WHO put out the fact that, you know, it could have come from that. To its credit, the Biden administration has said it will reject the WHO findings absent independent verification. The Chinese, at least heretofore, have not offered the transparency that we need, said the State Department over the weekend. Happy okay. to hear the Biden, trans, uh, 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 Biden administration say that. And by the way, the World Health Organization said the lab escape theory, one of the working theories that's popular in the rest of the world, that it escaped from their lab there, is so remote that it doesn't marry any merit any further investigation. But frozen salmon does, said Scott Gottlieb. By giving weight to the food theory, the WHO is making itself less credible. I'd say that is an understatement. Well, it's just the side of a joke. 
I'm sure some would disagree. They think it's on the joke side of a joke. And we discussed this earlier, the, the, the two choices, and I don't know which one's the right one. One choice is the Trump way of handling it, saying, we're out. We're not giving you any more money. We're not, we're not playing the game of the, the WHO anymore. You're obviously corrupt, and what's the point? Uh, other people say, no, you got to stay in these international bodies and reform them from within with the power the United States has. I actually don't know which is the best way of handling it. I certainly glad Trump got us out at least for a while just to draw attention to the fact that they're so corrupt. Yeah. Well, if I were in charge of coming up with the administration's policy, I would I would play it like Nikki Haley played the U.N. You remember when she got up a couple of times and made scathing speeches calling out the Chinese and various other regimes for their evil? None of that diplomatic white glove crap. So we got to take our seat on the WHO board and the next meeting we stand up and say, uh, when are we going to quit covering for China, you bunch of commie lovers? You know, bring it. Bring it. How about that? All of those various bodies pushing back and saying, with all the coronavirus over the last year, there's not one single documented case of it being spread through frozen food. Yeah, but go ahead with your whole might have been frozen food theory. And not the Wuhan Institute of Virology that was known with experimenting with virulent bat-borne coronaviruses and had a notoriously sloppy safety record. That's impossible. Tainted fish sticks is possible, though. Gottlieb himself, though, uh, did say on Face the Nation yesterday he doesn't think it came out of that lab. He doesn't think that's the most likely thing. He thinks the most likely thing is that it came about naturally in some sort of animals and jumped out of there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, just, it just was transmitted in the wild, that sort of thing, or in nature somehow, or yeah. civilization for that matter. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I'm not saying I know with certainty that it's the lab thing, but it's a hell of a good possibility. Oh, one other thing that that Matt Pottinger said, the former Deputy National Security Advisor for the Trump administration, is that um, part of the problem with the, the what came out of China is their own government was hiding stuff from each other. That's the way communist systems work because they're all scared of getting put into a death camp if they have the if they have the wrong numbers or whatever. So right. they they hid it's it's quite possible that uh, president Xi and people below him, I don't know whether to say Xi or Xi. I listened to one of the top China experts in America on a podcast over the weekend and half the time he said Xi and half the time he said Xi. So maybe I'll do the same. I'll go back and forth. Because <laughs> um, he does that for a living, traveling yeah. around the world and into China. And he, and he, he doesn't does know either. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's possible that Xi didn't know himself and the people beneath him because the, the they, they were hiding it, the fact that it was spreading asymptomatically, and because they, they weren't quite sure what was going on, and they were scared to death of how the government was going to treat them. So... Part of lying to the WHO might have been they didn't know because they were being lied to within their own networks. Well, right, yeah. If your if your commie boss is telling his commie boss that everything's fine in our part of the world, and then you make him a liar, please, you're gonna end up uh, with your head in a platter or your tongue sticking out your neck, or I don't know what they do in China, mm-hmm. but it's horrible. <laughs> Mao didn't know people were starving to death all over the country during the Great Leap yeah. Forward. They kept that a secret from him. Um, just like Stalin didn't know they actually weren't churning out all those tractors in the factories. They lied to him. He didn't know. Yes, it's just an enormous flaw in the system. That's the problem with if you punish your employees with death, they will tell you whatever they got to tell you right. to keep from dying. Right. So you'll and never get the straight scoop. 
That's what Chairman Xi GZ doesn't understand. I remember when I was referring to Vladimir Putin, and you made me stop, you bully. Vladimir Putin. Putin. <laughs> Covered in gravy? It, it sounds like something delicious, doesn't it? I'll have the poutine, please. Is that with the cream sauce? Oh, good. Uh, we'll finish strong. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Smeared the two. 
So your your question was unintentionally perfectly appropriate. So she became she acted like it was some sort of black power salute. And this this teacher who is Dominican American considers herself black Hispanic said, "I'm not doing that." What's, and they fired her for it. Oh, okay. So she said, "I don't want to make a political gesture." Right. I'm not going to walk around putting the hand to the chest thing like I'm in the movie. It's so she, crazy to me. she got confused over which Black Panther we were talking about. What's the Wakanda salute look like? Uh, I just, think it's... You cross your arms over over your chest. And that's essentially yeah. it. And kind of do a little shoulder shrug or maybe... Yeah, exactly. Wakanda forever. Because okay. of Black Panther, which is the name of a superhero, but Black Panther's from the 60s. And anyway, you do it or we'll fire you. And so it shall be written or whatever the Mandalorian says. What does he say? This is the way. This this is the way. Right. Uh, not to be confused with the Nick Nolte character who would often punctuate his own sentences with, I have spoken. Right. Oh, Different right. Person. That was my favorite one. I, I had meant to incorporate that into my act. The pig-nosed, the pig-nosed Nick Nolte. <laughs> yes, yes. And this final note from America's school uh, yards, we had talked, uh, gosh, I guess it was early last week, or, or the, the week before, that the Folsom Cordova Unified School District in the Sacramento area of California the kids were having a uh, a march to be let into school. They were protesting, demanding for school to be open. Uh, a parent from that school district just gave us a, a heads up. They have spent $7.6 million in that district in pandemic safety upgrades, including installing MERV-13 air filtration systems, which is more hardcore than is used in hospitals in all the schools. Wow. They've done it. It's all there. Nonetheless, the elementary schools are back part-time, and the middle schools and high schools sit empty since last March. Most of that was unnecessary anyway, but once you've done it, you got to open. I'd love to know what my son's school spent total on getting ready to be open all year long. They've been open all year long. Or, Or lots of other schools around the country. I'll bet they haven't spent... I'll bet a lot of them didn't spend five figures. No, it's it's probably the same budget as you spend on those red balls you chuck at each other during gym class. It's <laughs> so just spread out the desks, put masks on the kids, and you're fine. So uh, she ends with those well-vented, perfectly safe classrooms sit empty. It's a terrible shame the way the teachers' union puts up endless excuses. Despicable. Man, that is a crime, or should be. Final thoughts with love that man it kind of puts me to sleep that 70s rock but who's ready to soft rock here's your host joe getty hey let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up michelangelo our technical director he presses the buttons michael well i've never faked my own kidnapping but i have pretended to be my father on the phone on multiple occasions i once got a teacher got on the phone i got out of detention that way really yeah they thought it was my dad and i said yeah i'll talk to him i'll make sure this never happens again (laughs) what have you done Oh, it was something like, uh, I, I can't remember. I, I maybe cut class that day or something a long time ago. I didn't know you were that kind of rebel. No, no. Wow. It was very rare. Wow. You're lucky you're not in a jail cell right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Darker side years. of Michelangelo, who's turned his life around. You should be a model for others. Our producer, Positive Sean, has a final thought. Sean? Uh, this uh, this NBA Top Shot thing, this could either be my retirement or my demise. I don't know. Only time will tell, but I'm learning more about it. I... I I feel tempted. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Yeah, on that topic of digital trading cards, I need to expand my 
my ability to think outside the box. There are still gold mines to be had in the world of the Internet if you can come up with the idea. If you're the first one to come up with it, there's there's crazy money to be made still. I keep feeling like everybody's had all the good ideas already, which is pretty stupid, obviously. Yeah, I don't think I can have any of those ideas. It's not built that way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like, I don't know, it's it's 1805 and Beethoven's cranking out symphonies and saying, I just I got to write a brilliant symphony. <laughs> I just I don't have it. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I don't even know how to, like, bilk people out of money out of their bank accounts, the North Korean style. I just, I'm never going to make a dime on the Internet. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Great website. Lots of good clicks for you. Get some A&G swag. The mask's very fashionable. We will see you tomorrow with another four hours of information. God bless America. This is a mess. Fucking trash. Idiots. Shut up, moron. Okay. Bitch, if you're going to call me out, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. I will not make that happen. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. That is the climax of foolishness. That's the fact, Jack. Yeah, that's just complete, utter nonsense. Can we uh, get out of here, please? (laughs) So goodbye, Armstrong and Getty.